Money Pit is presented by Bank of America, the Angie App, Dice Coatings, and Lutron. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And this is episode 2193, which means we've been doing this for a while. We're here to help you get projects done that you want to accomplish around your house and create your best home ever, especially this time of year because it's spring. Man, if we waited for this, it feels like a long time. But now that it's spring, I can't wait to get outside. I've got a whole bunch of projects on my spring to-do list that hopefully I will wrap up before the heat of the summer arrives. But if you've got some projects to do and you need some tips and some advice and some helps to get it done, you can reach out to us at moneypit.com slash ask. That's moneypit.com slash ask. Download the Money Pit app and post your questions. You record them. You send them right to the studio, and we will get to you first. Coming up on today's show, spring is here, and with it comes a very hot real estate market. But if you've made some energy-saving improvements to those homes, well, those improvements might help you sell your home even more quickly than the competition and for more money. We'll explain how to accomplish that just ahead. Oh, my goodness. Will that real estate market ever calm down? It's just bananas. Coming up, guys, also throughout the pandemic, smart home products have become more popular as more people than ever are working from home and using their living spaces in new ways. We're going to share those latest innovations. I feel like the smarter they get, the dumber I get. (laughs) I feel the same. It's hard to figure everything out. And even something as simple as the, dare I say, the um, we call her Allegra when we're in the room with her because I don't want her to start asking commands. But sometimes she just doesn't function with the lights. And now I'm like, can I just turn it on with the switch like before? I I don't know. So, yeah, you're right. It's getting tougher. I have a dual problem with that. My wife's name is Sue. So if I say, hey, Sue, Siri goes, what? What what can I help you with? I said, no, I didn't say S-I-R-I. I I said (laughs) (laughs) S-U-E. Sometimes they answer to whatever name they want. I don't know know what's happening. They're going to take over. Well, I just told my wife we're going to have to change her name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also coming up, when it comes to home comfort, there's nothing worse than stepping on an icy, cold floor. But fortunately, there are now a number of ways you can add radiant heat to those floors and never feel the discomfort of frozen feet again. So we're going to share those steps, literally, just ahead. <laughs> Those cozy steps, which now that it's spring, you're like, I don't want my feet warm. I want them cool. But trust me, it's going to get cold again, and you're going to want those tootsies warm. So whatever you're working on now for the season that's with us, our lovely spring season, and whatever you're thinking about, summer, fall, winter, whatever it is, we are here to help you keep your money pit in tip-top shape all year round. Reach out to us at moneypit.com slash ask. That's moneypit.com slash ask. Kyle in Iowa needs some help installing some trim. Tell us what you're working on. We just put in some new laminate wood floors uh, a couple weeks ago, and we decided to rip out all the old, uh, the you know, the the construction trim that comes with the, the newer homes. And, baseboard molding? Yeah, the baseboard molding, and we've decided to upgrade to, I think it's about a five and a quarter inch tall, almost half inch thick baseboard, uh, kind of upgrade the look around the house, and I'm just having a hard time. Uh, I'm using my buddy's miter saw, and it's not tall enough to do a vertical cut for my outside corners, and every time I lay it horizontally and try to you know, tilt the, the miter saw to cut it, there, there's no real clamping mechanism on it to hold the boards in place. And every time I I push the miter saw into it, it moves it just slight enough to where my 
my angles for when I try to do a scarfing or an outside corner, uh, it just kind of pushes my angles off on it just a little bit, and it's making the process harder. Well, let me ask you this. When you're, when you're making your, your baseboard cuts for an inside corner, are you mitering it? Uh, for the inside corner, I'm doing a cope. Oh, good. Okay, that's what I was concerned about. And the, the coping turns out to be easier than the, the outside corners for me. So Now, actually, when you do the outside corner, the only part of the miter that's got to be perfect is the top edge of that board. As long as you have a straight line, if you end up taking up a little bit too much wood on the inside of that cut, you no one's ever going to see that. In fact, many times when I'm doing that type of a corner, I'll sometimes cope out the back of the miter cut, take an addition, a little bit extra meat out of that so that it kind of gets out of the way and I can pull it together really nicely, tightly at the corner. As long as I have a crisp line that pulls together on the corner, I'm happy with that. Uh, I understand you've got challenges with your tools. I'm not going to be able to give you a solution because you don't have the right tools. What you really need is a compound miter saw that's sort of half miter saw, half radial arm saw, and that will give you the exact capabilities that you're looking for, but to do this by hand with a regular hand miter box is just going to be a challenge. So, so it'd be easier maybe try to find someone to borrow a, uh, a compound one from? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll you'll be very happy because it sounds like you've got the skills. If you know how to cope a joint, then you've got the skills. And for those that have no idea what we're talking about, when you put up baseboard molding or any kind of molding or even crown molding, in a house, you don't cut a 45-degree angle much like you would for a picture frame. You actually put one piece in whole and square to the wall, and the other piece, you cut that 45 as if it was going to be a miter, but you take a coping saw and cut out the back of all of that wood, except for that crisp line that's on the front of the angle of the miter. When you push that together, you get what appears to be a perfect mitered cut, but it's actually not. It's actually a butt joint, but it looks like a miter, and it's the best way to, to work with trim, because it's it uh, allows you to uh, work with a house that's not quite straight because none of them are. And the other trick is I'd like to cut those boards just a little bit longer than what you need because then it puts additional pressure on that joint and brings it together nice and tightly. So I think you're on the right road. You just need to get some better tools to help you get there, okay? Okay, thank you, guys. Good luck, Kyle. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. 
AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Sandy in Texas is on the line and needs some help with the carpet question. What's going on? Well, um, I had a Scentsy, one of those little things that uses hot wax. And my granddaughter knocked the, knocked the Scentsy over onto the carpet and part of it splashed upon my Hendredon chair, which is upholstered. Okay. And I didn't, haven't done anything yet because I don't know really Good. how to go about cleaning that. Well, the first thing you want to do, and this is, it's kind of an easy fix. You just have to make sure you haven't already scratched at it or rubbed it or anything. Take a brown paper bag and an iron and you want to put the iron on a high setting without steam and put the paper bag over the wax and then iron and the wax will melt but then stick to the paper bag and you'll be able to peel it right off oh that's awesome okay brown paper bag with a hot iron not on steam no steam just hot cotton and hold it on there for a few minutes and it will pull it out yeah, you don't want to like sit it on there too long because you don't want to burn it through. Okay. Um, so you yeah, want to kind of just, you know, hold the brown paper bag, then put the iron on top and then shift it around, you know, moving to a clean part on the bag as you get more of the wax onto the bag. This way you're not re-spreading the wax. David in Arkansas is on the line with a geothermal question. What is going on at your money pit? Well, I have leaks for one, but at any rate, uh, it's a water furnace unit that's about 23 years old. And so it's it's probably uh, had a good life. Um, I'm just curious these days if it's best to look at replacement with a geothermal or if conventional units are now just as efficient, um, you know, and, and which way to go. And what kind of fuel do you have right now, David? Our home is all electric. So it's all electric. Okay. So, yes, it, the... HVAC systems are far more efficient than they used to be. If you were to go geothermal, you have the investment of having to essentially install the the ground line, which which basically goes deep into the soil as part of this, and and you know that's something that's going to depend greatly on the condition of the soil, whether it, it can be easily drilled, and so on and so forth. The install on geothermal tends to be pretty expensive, so you're definitely going to have to get some uh, estimates on that and see if it makes sense. If not. 
I would buy the most efficient electric heat pump system that you can afford. And I also make sure that that you replace both the uh, the coil on the AC side of this as well. Because the coil have to match, right? The, you, you, don't, you don't just want to put the unit outside. You have to replace that coil as well because unless they're properly matched, you do not get the efficiency that you are promised, so to speak. And then the thirdly, okay. I want you to make sure that you replace the thermostat with one designed for heat pumps. This is a common mistake people make. They put standard clock setback thermostats on heat pumps. And what happens is if a heat pump runs in the heat pump cycle, the temperature has to move very slowly so it doesn't trigger the backup system that's built into all heat pumps, which is electric heat. And if you do that, then it gets really expensive to run. So replace the heat pump with the most efficient one you can afford, match it with the proper size coil, and make sure the thermostat is also replaced and is a heat pump thermostat. And by the way, lots of thermostats today, too, that are Wi-Fi, wireless thermostats. You know, your phone becomes a remote control. You don't have to get up off the easy chair to change your heat. Or even when you're coming home from uh, from work, you know, if, if the heat is is uh, set low, you want to kick it up a few degrees, you can do that before you get in the car and start driving home. So lots of technology if you to take advantage of as well. Okay, Dave? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. appreciate you guys uh, being on and uh, for us to call in. Well, in the years that you've owned your house, have you made energy savings or other improvements that have upped its green factor? You know, those improvements could help you sell your home more quickly than the competition. We're going to explain in today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Now, if you've been in your house for a while, you probably made some improvements to make it more energy efficient or to cut back on maintenance. Or maybe as you were doing improvements, you chose materials that were produced in a way that limits any negative impact to the environment. It turns out that improvements like these can add to your home's greenness, and they are a potentially valuable consideration for a potential home buyer, but only if they know about them. Yeah, and that's why it's really smart to create a green inventory of those elements. You want to list every improvement that has reduced your home's impact on Mother Earth. Now, these could be new appliances, faucets that use less water, or LED light bulbs that use less energy. And don't forget about building materials that are going to last longer, that need less maintenance, you know, fiber cement siding instead of wood, AZAC, all of that stuff. Anything that sort of helps that home last longer in a more environmentally friendly way, write it down. So all you need to do is list each element in a green inventory and then have that available for review by potential home buyers. You can bet the neighboring homes you'll compete against won't do this and buyers will be impressed and you might just get the sale over competing homes in your neighborhood. And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Apply at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Sandra, you've got the muddy pit. How can we help you today? Oh, hello. My question concerns, would you recommend a radon test for a house? Our home is a two-story house on a hill, and the lower level, which is completely finished, is two sides underground, and it has two sides ground level. And if we have a radon problem, can something be done to um, correct that? 
We're in the Pacific Northwest, um, about 60 miles south of Seattle. And do you hear about high radon levels in that area coming up occasionally? I don't, but I've never talked about it with anybody. So, I, And I saw something in the paper recently that suggested people have this test. Well, it's certainly a good idea. So order a radon test kit. You can probably find one online. The type you want is called charcoal adsorption, A-D-S-O-R-B, ad, not ab, adsorption. And it's a type of test that you'll put in the home for anywhere from about three to seven days, you open up this charcoal canister or this charcoal packet, depending on the type of test. You leave it on the lowest living space. So whatever the lowest area finished living space is, you leave it there for that period of time. You seal it back up. You send it off to a lab. They're going to give you a result. If it comes in at four picocuries per liter of air or higher, then that's the action guideline, um, after which point you would want to consider some sort of remediation. Now, you ask the question, well, how do I do that exactly? And the answer is it's harder when the whole space is finished, but it's not impossible. Generally, the way radon is mitigated is by a, a system called a subslab ventilation system, where they basically run pipes below the surface of the lowest slab and pull the gas out of the soil and then discharge it outside. So it's a matter of figuring out where to get that pipe into the slab and uh, where to discharge it out, you know, with the least amount of disturbance. But a good radon mitigator can do this even in a finished house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it sounds quite complex. Well, it's pretty straightforward, but you got to start with the test. So I would do that first. Right. And, and that's only there. if they find something. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Are there areas in the country where you're more likely to have radon? Yep. There's a, if you go to the EPA website, epa.gov slash radon, uh, there's uh-huh. information about radon zones across the entire country, including uh, contact information for uh, your local state area. Oh, all right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. George in Pennsylvania is on the line with a geothermal question. What can we do for you? Well, we have, I have a geothermal uh, system now. It's 15 years old, and a couple of weeks ago the compressor went up, and uh, the guy who came out uh, who normally services the unit, he... Would, he recommends not re- replacing the compressor. He recommends an entirely new unit, uh, everything, the whole, sh- okay. whole shebang. How old is the existing system, George? 15 years old. Okay. I would agree with that. Oh, okay. Right. I don't, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, is that pretty much your question? <laughs> well, yeah, that's my question. Because my, my stepson, who is in the field, keeps insisting to me that this just to replace the compressor, but I... I, after I went online and I saw the pros and cons of doing that, and, and um, I hate to just do piecemeal and something happen. You know, I spend money for a compressor, and a couple of years later, something else goes up. Well, you know, the old saying is you don't want to throw good money after bad. Right. And sure. if the system is 15 years old, I mean, frankly, George, it doesn't owe you a dime. You know, that's that's pretty good life expectancy. So you've gotten all your money out of that. If you replace the whole thing, you're going to get a much more efficient system out of it because everything is balanced in systems today. And uh, plus, there's new refrigerants that are safer. So I really do think you're better off replacing it. Oh, great. Okay. Okay, fine. How do you feel about buying a, I want to say another, he wants, this guy's recommending, not another hot, a hot water heater, uh, uh, like a storage tank to keep the water hot so that we don't have to use the hot water heater as much 
as we do now. Okay, that's not an unusual approach. I mean, I have a storage tank in my home because my hot water is provided by my boiler, not by a right, water heater. Right. We used to have and that. so by having a storage tank next to the wa- next to the boiler, you know, the storage tank can uh, supply a certain amount of hot water and the boiler doesn't have to come on every time uh, we need more hot water in the house. So that's not an unusual approach. Um, the other thing that you might want to think about is a tankless water heater. That's another way to go. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Okay, well, great. That was quick. Uh, that you answered my questions. I appreciate it. All right, George. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, throughout the pandemic, smart home device adoption has grown as more and more people than ever before are working from home and using their living spaces in brand new ways. That's right. And Lutron is at the forefront of smart home design revolution. With us to talk about the latest innovation is Melissa Andresco from Lutron. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Tom. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me today. So this uh, pandemic really uh, teed up an opportunity to kind of tell the stories that you guys have actually been telling for years and showing some of the innovative products that you've had out there for many years and actually develop some new products to make life even more convenient because we've been so super focused on homes and home spaces and offices. So why don't you tell us about some of the new lighting products that you've brought out throughout the, the last year of the pandemic? Sure. You know, so just to go back for a second on what you just said, you made the point so well is that, you know, these last few years, people realize really how important it is to be able to have controllable light in the space. And that's not just the overhead lights, but that's also daylight coming in. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, our our kitchens are doubling as offices and, you know, the, the family room is doubling as a yoga studio and all of these places, you know, require different different light levels. And so, you know, to your point, I think people have really understood the importance of being able to control these, you know, their environments quickly and easily. And, you know, Lutron, I, I'm really proud to say, you know, the, the pandemic did not slow us down. We've introduced several new products uh, over the last, you know, 18 months, everything from our, our single light dimmers to uh, new reimagined uh, motorized shading systems and new lighting control systems as well. So, you know, it's, it's really, uh, Lutron has always been known for having, you know, products at every price point, products for every solution, and we've really kind of augmented that now with several new additions to the lines. I mean, I think that's really great. You're so right. These spaces at home are now doubling or triple duty certain times, you know, for things at home. It's school. It's an office. It's your kitchen. It's all these things. And it's true when the daylight changes, that definitely changes how you are perceived in an online meeting. So what are some of the ways that Lutron is helping control that daylight that's coming in in a way that's stylish, but also doing its job? Yeah, so, you know, Lutron has been making motorized shading products now uh, since 2003, believe it or not, and the two new ones that we are super excited about, one is called Palladium, and Palladium is what we call an exposed bracket system, and it's a beautiful roller shade design, very modern, very sleek, and, you know, it, it is battery-operated. It's a wire-free solution, and it takes no more than six D-sized batteries, and those batteries are actually going to last you three to five years. So a great way to, you know, add motorized shade control to your space. You don't have to worry about changing batteries frequently. And the thing that I love most about the, the Palladium Wire Free Shade is it has this precision alignment to within one-eighth 
of an inch. So imagine you have a room and you've got, you know, three windows and you've got these shades on all three windows. They're going to rise and lower in, in really perfect unison. And, you know, that just, you know, not only from an aesthetics point of view, but it's also going to help you if you are trying to, you know, block sunlight from your television or if you're on a work call and you're trying to, you know, create a better lit atmosphere. The Palladium shade, that is a, a pro-installed product. And Lutron also makes DIY shades as well. The newest shade that we are super excited about is our new reimagined honeycomb design. And, you know, honeycomb shades are, you know, very traditional, and we've gone ahead and kind of spruced up that design. We now have, um, it's a much larger cell size, if you will. So it just kind of gives it a little bit more of a fresher, more modern look. And we've sort of reimagined all the fabrics as well. So we've got everything from your traditional neutrals to all kinds of decorative prints and rich textures. So really, no matter what kind of decor you have, you're going to be able to find a shade fabric that works in your space. And the best thing about these shades is that they do integrate with the Lutron control systems for your light. So, you know, with the press of a button or, you know, cueing your voice assistant in your home, you're going to be able to control these devices not only individually, but also as part of a scene or a group. So it just really gives the homeowner just tremendous flexibility when it comes to control. We're talking to Melissa Andresco. She's the chief brand ambassador for Lutron. Lutron has been making products that make our homes more comfortable, more energy efficient and convenient for many, many years. A lot of folks don't realize this, but Lutron actually uh, Lutron's founder, uh, Joel Spira, right, invented the dimmer. That's correct. Yeah. So you've been doing this a long time. Believe it or not, we just turned 60. The company wow. has been doing this now for 60 years. And, you know, we look at that as 60 years of just wonderful customer experience, listening. What do the customers need and want for their homes and for their office spaces? And, you know, I, I'm so proud when I, I look at the, the growth. I've been with the company for 24 years. And just seeing the growth that we've had in that period of time and the new solutions and products that we've been able to bring to market and help people navigate smart home really easily and, and and just very simply, you know, figuring out if it's not something you feel comfortable with, how to find a pro installer in your area. If it is something you're comfortable with, giving them 24-7 access to free technical support to make sure they're comfortable, you know, it, having everything installed and programmed in their home. So it's fascinating to see where the smart home space has gone over the last few years. And I think people are, you know, people who maybe a few years ago were kind of looking at smart home as sort of gadgety are now realizing these are problem-solving devices. These are things that solve real problems in your home. In the same way that motorized shades are solving privacy issues, screen glare issues, you know, perfect lighting for your phone call issues, being able to control lights lets you walk into a well-lit home. It lets you mimic occupancy if you're away on vacation or away for the night. So many great attributes and, and things that really are just making people's lives easier. Now, if you've got somebody who's maybe like a late adopter or just kind of nervous about taking the leap into home automation or smart home technology, what do you recommend as like a good starting point so maybe they can really dive in confidently? Some folks think uh, smart home devices are smarter than they are. <laughs> <laughs> funny because, you know, I think smart home can mean different things to different people. You know, Lutron makes 
occupancy sensors that when you walk into a room, the light automatically goes on. And when you leave the space and it doesn't detect any more motion, the light goes off. To some people, that could be a smart home. You know, other definitions could be like the Lutron Caseta system, which is really our entry-level system, great for getting started with smart home. You can buy it in a kit where you can get started with one or two dimmers just to see how you like it, just to see, you know, are you comfortable using the app, you know, and you can keep it simple, keep it to those one or two lights in key areas, maybe outdoor lights or like an inside foyer light. And then as you get comfortable with the system and as you understand the conveniences it offers and, you know, the, you know, the ease of really setting things up, we often see people expanding then to, to the key areas of their home. It's, it's never designed to be a, an entire house system. You're not going to put every single light on a Caseta system, but lights in those key areas, um, the living spaces, the outdoor spaces, you know, you're going to very quickly enjoy the benefits of a smart home system. Great advice. Hey, if you guys would like to learn more about smart lighting, visit casetawireless.com. That's C-A-S-E-T-A wireless.com. And if you'd like to check out the new innovations in shades, go to serenashades.com. S-E-R-E-N-A, serenashades.com. Melissa Andresco, Chief Brand Ambassador for Lutron. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Rosemary in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, hi. Um, I'm having a problem with the light bulb for the garage door. The light bulb keeps going out, and I understand there's a special one to use, but I haven't had time to check it out. Uh, have you heard of such a thing? Well, sometimes with all the vibration associated with that uh, the operation of that garage door opener, you can get a lot of vibration. Sometimes that will uh, you know ruin a standard incandescent bulb. There's a type of bulb called a rough-duty bulb. You may have a hard time finding that in a normal hardware store or, or home center. I think a better idea is just to get yourself an LED light bulb. I think the LED bulbs are much more durable than incandescents in addition to being uh, uh, much more cost-effective, and I think that will solve it. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I'll try that. Well, when it comes to home comfort, there's nothing worse than stepping on a cold floor. One easy way to warm things up is with radiant floor heating. Yeah, and here's how it works. I mean, similar to the warmth that you experience from the sun, Radiant floor heating systems provide heat directly to the underside of a floor. And then that floor warms up, and it warms up the air above it, which then naturally raises the temperature of the entire room. So just think of it as the radiant heat you get from the sun, except in this case, it's kind of going bottom up instead of top down. Right. Now, according to the U.S. Department of Energy, radiant heating offers a number of advantages. It's more efficient than baseboard heating and usually more efficient than forced air heating because it eliminates duct loss. Plus, those with allergies often prefer radiant heat because it doesn't distribute those allergens like a forced air system does. Now, SunTouch has been making electric radiant heat flooring systems for more than 30 years, so they've got the experience, and they offer several radiant floor heating options that you can choose from. Yeah, I like these options because they're all sort of in a kit format. The first one's called Tape Mat, and these are electric floor warming mats. They're designed for smaller spaces, you know, like a bathroom, and everything you need for a successful install is included within the all-in-one kit. And then if you've got a larger project, you might use Warm Wire with Heat Matrix. It's a snap-in floor warming system that's perfect for flexible installations, and it's really specifically designed for larger tile and stone flooring because it combines an uncoupling membrane. Now, that's the membrane that goes under those large tiles. It also adds a waterproof layer, and then together it prevents the tile and the stone from cracking. 
And then lastly, for homes that are built on basements or crawl spaces where you can access the underside of that space, there's another complete radiant heating system called Underfloor Mat. It's basically already assembled into sort of a foil like radiator surface, and it gets installed between those floor joists above the crawl space or basement, and it provides the warmth and the comfort of heated floors without having to tear up or replace the existing flooring above. Now, I think a lot of people, when they think about radiant heat flooring, they start to think that maybe it's really expensive to operate, but it's actually much lower than you'd expect. For example, if you use tape mat, the typical usage cost is about 2 to $3 per month for a 20-square-foot bathroom or maybe 6 to $7 a month for a 100-square-foot kitchen. So not terrible. Yeah. Now, if you'd like to step onto those warm, comfortable floors all year round, uh, check out SunTouch. It's available in-store and at Home Depot and Tile Floor Distributors and online also at Home Depot, Lowe's, Warm Your Floors, Amazon flooring supply shop and lots more so you can learn more at suntouch.com it really is a very polished complete system that's easy for diyers to install suntouch.com mark wrote in saying we're renovating an airstream trailer and looking for a recommendation for a waterproof plywood subfloor well this sounds like a fun project it does sound like a fun project well first of all mark i mean plywood is never really waterproof. And I think what you're asking about is a plywood that's exterior rated, which basically means the glue is waterproof. There are really four grades of plywood. There's A, B, C, and D. And that refers to the quality and appearance of the plywood's face and back veneers. A is the best and the most expensive, and D is the least. But for floor sheathing, I would use something like a B, C, X. That means it's smooth enough for a floor surface and uses exterior glue. But the other option, if you want something that's simply not going to rot, is you could also purchase pressure-treated plywood, which is treated against rot. Leslie, I like Airstream trailers, and I've been uh, looking at a number of the Facebook groups of folks that renovate these. They are major projects to renovate. It looks like we love those shells, but everything else needs to be replaced. So good luck with that project, Mark. I mean, I follow a lot of people that renovate Ford Broncos from the late 60s, early 70s. And while I would love to have one, I don't even think I'd know where to start. So this seems just like that. Good luck, Mark, because that's an awesome project. Well, a new vacuum might not be the most glamorous thing you buy, but this is a purchase that can make your life a whole lot easier. Leslie's got tips to help you pick the best one for you in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, buying a new vacuum, it's kind of the best thing ever. I mean, it's sucky when you need to get a new one because you've had one for ages and they're usually not that inexpensive. But when you find the right one and they work fantastically well, it's kind of exciting. I mean, vacuuming's kind of my favorite chore. So where do you start? You start with your floor type. If you've got wall-to-wall carpets, a classic upright's probably going to be the best one for you. Canister vacuums, they're good choices if your home's got a mix of carpet and hardwood, but they can be tough to lug around a bit. And you want to consider attachments. You know, if you've got a bunch of different things, maybe you have a drapery set that you want to use an attachment for. But if you don't have drapes, like, why do you need the attachment? Because sometimes those attachment packages definitely change the price for the vacuum. So think about what you kind of need and where and how you want to use it. From there, Know the filtration of the vacuum. Vacuums that collect to a bag offer almost no filtration whatsoever. If keeping particles out of the air is important to you, you want to look for something that contains a high-efficiency particle air filter. You're like, that sounds familiar. Yes, that's a HEPA filter for short. It's going to absorb more than 99% of larger particles, and that's really great if you suffer from household allergens. Now, speaking of allergies, you want to steer clear of bagless vacuums if you've got allergies, because when you empty that vacuum's bin, 
all of a sudden you're exposed to all of that dust and debris and everything you did to avoid the allergens is right back in your face. <laughs> so definitely have to look at the benefits, the features, where and how, what's in your house, and that's kind of going to narrow it down for you. And when you find a vacuum that works, you're going to love it. Now, I know your your birthday passed not too, too long ago, but now I know next year when it comes yes. around, what to get you, a new vacuum. <laughs> it's probably almost time. I think one year, <laughs> maybe what, 12 years ago, you gave me a, an Amazon gift card and I bought myself, I never know how to say it, a Miele mi, 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 yeah. mi vacuum. Right, and you told me you loved it, so I ended up buying one too. I still love it. But it's it's showing its age a little bit, I think. But that's a great vacuum. So you got to find one you love. And I think it's different for everybody. And it doesn't have to cost a zillion dollars. There's a ton at different price points. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, it's time to get outside and on those chilly evenings and enjoy a fire pit. We're going to tell you what you need to know to build your own. It's entirely possible. We'll tell you what you need, where to get all the materials, and how to do it yourself on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.